Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast, episode 112. Amat's here with B Pimp. B Pimp, how's it going with you? Hello. We know there's no players with the number 12 in the NBA, so there's no point in referencing the number. Right. No players in the NBA, but I will say 12 is kind of represents what they uh, call the 12th man. And uh, that's a big Seattle Seahawks thing uh, for the folks that don't know. So the Seattle Seahawks are an NFL football team. Uh, They have won a championship. I kind of forget the year. I want to say 2015. Does that sound right? Sounds about right. Yeah. They've been to at least three Super Bowls. Uh, And uh, yeah, walked away with one. But they always say the Seahawks fans are some of the loudest, if not the loudest. I don't know why that would be the case coming from Seattle. I don't feel like we're very loud people. But um, yeah, 12th man. We are we are there to uh, have the defense go off sides. I think is the reason for the noise. Over at Quest Field, right? I don't think it's called that anymore, but it definitely was. If it's, it might actually still be called that. I was thrown off because Safeco Field, which is where the Mariners play, is no longer called Safeco Field. It's now T-Mobile something. What? I know. Uh, what? Is it? Oh, it's called Lumen Field now instead of Quest Field. Yeah, what is that even? Lumen? Lumen? I don't even know what kind of company that is. They're Lumen across the horizon ready to steal your stadium's naming rights. Yeah. Is uh, where the Sox play, is that still guaranteed, right? I think so. Okay. I, I'm always going to call I'm so it upset by that. Yeah, I know. It's just Comiskey. It's Comiskey Park. Is Comiskey a person? Yeah, Charles Comiskey. Oh. Famous for naming the Sox Stadium. No, I think he founded the team, maybe. I don't know. I'm a bad Sox fan. He was just like, just some random schmo who's like, hey, what if we called it Comiskey Park? And they're like, why? Like, meh. Hey, Charles. Charles has got his hand up. What's your idea, Charles? Hey, why don't we name the stadium after me? (laughs) That, uh, I I think Comiskey is a great name uh, for a ballpark for sure. Better than Lumen. Or uh, T-Mobile. Yeah. I will say at least the A's is still, I don't think it has a sponsored name. I think it's just the. It does. It's like Oracle or something, I think, isn't it? Or is that the Giants Stadium? Oh, God. It was Oakland Coliseum for the longest time. Well, Oracle is where the Warriors played. Oh, it is? Now the Warriors play in the Chase Center in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, they left. But. I think maybe something else is called Oracle now too. You could be right. Oh, they call it Ring Central Coliseum. What? Yeah, everything is overrun by our corporate over or overlords, unfortunately. Yeah, huh, I didn't realize that. Well, I'm just calling it the Coliseum. I've heard no one ever call it that. So, ben, like, kudos to the the media uh, for never actually calling that the name of the stadium. Yeah, I agree. Um, Fight the power. Yeah, fight it. Uh, we're talking about, so if listeners, if you were with us three episodes ago, we were talking about our top five species of whales. It ended up being, if not uh, our most controversial episode, certainly one of them. We are dipping back into the waters of controversy with this one. We're talking about top five sharks. I 
am slightly nervous for the blowback on this one. I, I, what are you thinking about, Bpen? I just I the the um, ripples in the water have barely settled down since our whales episode, and we're just like you said, we're we're just we're brave if nothing else, and we said we don't care. We're gonna go back into the waters, even though there's a jaws like predator out there, and we're gonna exactly. go talk about sharks. Yeah. I'm nervous for that. It feels like in recording this episode, we're watching the waters recede and like the tide go out and you're like, oh, that's interesting. But you know, that only happens before the tsunami comes back in. Exactly. That's what recording this episode feels like. And it's a tsunami of sharks. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, my list came together super fast for some reason. I don't even know why. I don't spend that much time thinking about sharks, but it came together within five minutes mine was quick too because i had very specific unlike with whales which i was more obsessed with like what do they do this for me the way i look at sharks and how cool they are is what they look like so mm -hmm. i knew kind of what i wanted and then i made a couple alterations based on some pictures i found but that was it was pretty quick yeah i uh no this will be a great list to go through uh before we do we, of course, this is the Whiskey Sessions podcast, so we'll talk about whiskey in a second. But we don't just drink whiskey. Uh, I had vodka last night, but I also had beer on a pretty regular basis. And as we get older, I'm, I don't want to say I'm always looking for a beer that has 11% alcohol by volume or something that's going to put me out after two of them. Right. I want something that's easy drinking. And... I, I feel like I found one here in the Founders All Day IPA. That's a great one. It's it's a great one. It's only, let's see here. They mentioned it's all day. It's only 4.7% alcohol by volume. Yep. That's so, a great one. That was probably the first one that I found that it fit into this category. Mm -hmm. that I, I liked. I, I generally just like this type of beer where it's like a kind of just a smoother IPA. I don't, I get tired of like really strong IPAs. That's not just not what I'm looking for in a beer anymore. Uh, and this is just about perfect. I agree. I think it's been the last, maybe within the last year or two that I really have abandoned my previous like love for the big, bold, crazy high alcohol beers. And now I'm looking for, I'm looking for between three and 6% alcohol by volume. So any of your rattlers and you were kind of a, you were ahead of me on this. Cause I remember you were, you would pick out some of these beers where they were a little bit easier drinking. And I have a lot of respect for that choice. And now I find myself there. I think, um, but this one that I'm drinking now from illuminated brew works in Chicago is orange sunshine, which is 5.4%, but it's a Saison brewed with lemon and orange zest. And I like a lot of the sours, um, and, light saisons or fruit beers also pilsners are great for um low alcohol content so i think and kolsch also kolsch beers have a lot of low alcohol content so you, i think you can find a lot of interesting flavors in the low alcohol realm i think so too and i definitely like you mentioned the uh saisons and also like the rattlers i definitely went through like a rattler phase uh i actually haven't had one in a few years but um it's yeah i like that realm too i don't drink a ton of sours how what's like the abv range on sours usually 
low. You could find them as low as three ish up to, I mean, there are some like heavy duty ones, but I mean, the majority of them, I would say live in the three to seven realm. Okay. I, so I don't want to stop this conversation on low ABV beers. And of course I want to save plenty of room for talking about the whiskey you have, save plenty of room for sharks. But I need to retcon our last episode. I just remembered a chain that I completely forgot. Uh-oh. That Chicagoland that needs to be on my list. Okay. So here's what I'm doing. And folks at home, get out your whiteout. I know you kind of write down in permanent marker all the lists that we make. I want you to remove number four, where I said it was Jewel. I don't even like Jewel. Here's what you're putting into it. Binnies. Oh, Binnies. I totally forgot about Binnies. I love Binnies. They were the supplier for our wedding uh, for most of the types of alcohol that we had, um, minus the awesome beer that James O'Brien put together. And they were a, a pleasure to work with, and I loved going into the stores. How could it have not been on my list? Binnies. Yeah, I, I apologize, Binnies. I forgot about you too. I'm so I'm trying to get ahead of the angry emails too, because that w- huge oversight on my part. That's a great point because they have. That's where I got this beer, and I that's where I find the majority of my locally brewed low alcohol beers that I've been trying recently. So shout out to Binnies. Yeah, huge shout out to Binnies. Um, any other types of beer that you're looking forward to getting into a little bit more? I think just more of, um, I've always liked Pilsners, but I, because I was so obsessed with like IPAs and big flavors and looking for like the 10% alcohol beers and stuff, like I just never explored all the different, because a lot of breweries will have a Pilsner. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm trying to, especially for local Chicago breweries, try all of their Pilsners and see which ones I like the most. So I'm on that journey right now. Nice. It's a good journey to be on. We, Maggie and I have been rewatching the Lord of the Rings movies. I think the journey that Frodo goes on very similar to the journey that you're going on with the beers. Yes, I agree. That's so what that, I've at that type of epic nature. Yes. And I'm also wearing like Hobbit clothing. Right. I didn't realize until this latest viewing, they're not wearing shoes in those movies. No, their feet are really strong and hobbity. Yeah, crazy. No shoes. All right. The whiskey. Uh, we mentioned uh, I tried a High West whiskey last episode. That was the double rye. What do you got from High West for this up? I've got the High West, the American Prairie bourbon, which is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. It's got what I would consider a missive on the back label here, which I'm not going to read because it would take about 20 minutes. It's like the longest thing I've ever seen on a whiskey bottle, but it's from the founder, David Perkins. And he says it's not chill filtered and there's no coloring or flavoring added, which I can appreciate. And also apparently high West home in historic old town park city is the world's only ski in gastro distillery. Whoa. Ski in. That's like seeing get, you can get lit up on some whiskey and go down the slopes. I've never skied drunk before, but I have skied high before. And that was about the most fun I've ever had. I don't know <laughs> if I recommend that, honestly, not for dangerous skiing, at least. Yeah, I think it'd be funny, but it probably would end terribly. I like their, um, we talked about this when you were 
reviewing the double ride i do like their bottle design and the cork mm-hmm. it reminds me of like a sorry game piece it is similar to that good call out and now i'm gonna try their blend of uh, oh it's 46 proof just like or 46 percent alcohol by volume just like the one you had they are consistent with that 46 again i let me know if it feels like a false 46 to you i think we were nervous about that because it's out of utah right and I do notice that it's a um, very, very uh, pleasing bourbon smell. It's a blend of straight bourbon whiskey. So, this, so they're usually younger when they're blending. Mm. So it shouldn't be as potent. Taking a sip here. There is a, a surprising taste. The first taste I got was like almost like a cherry. Whoa. Uh, which is very surprising. Um. It's a little sweeter than some bourbons I've had. Very, um, you can taste that it's very quality, I think. It's just, it doesn't have any artificial or tinniness or any of that stuff to it. It's, it seems like it's a quality bourbon. The smell even is a little bit weird though. It's like, it's sweet, but it's not, it's also got a little bit of a smoke to it. Hmm. Second sip. Yeah, it's got, uh, interesting. It doesn't have the warmth on the finish that I like. It's interesting that it doesn't have the warmth because I felt like their double rye was warmer than I expected. But if yeah, I don't know. It with the bourbon, that's that's odd. I, this one is going to ride on this third sip for me. Oh, this is exciting. You know, the third sip is is trying to win me over. I think that I think that ultimately I'm going to give this the boot. Wow. A boot handed out. And it's it's, a, it's not common. No, it's not common. And it's a little bit I'm a little bit surprised because when I first took the sip it it surprised me with the that cherry note that I got up front, which was weird. Yeah. If it but if you get that note you don't expect and and well, not only not ready for it, but just like not looking for it all. That can be uh, not a good sign. Yeah. And then I thought it was going to claw its way back because even on the third sip, I was, I am, I'm torn. It was not an easy boot, but I think that for what I, I had pretty high expectations, probably based on the fact that I'm, I'm liking trying these different um, whiskeys from different states. I like the bottle. I like the design of it. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a really good, high quality thing. Something's going to stick out and make me like it. And it just didn't do enough for me. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to give it the boot. You know what? I, I think that's what you got to do. Like it had everything going its way, but if the, if the most important thing is the taste is not there, all you can do is give it the boot. I'm going to tell people if you see both the Prairie bourbon and the, rye you gotta go try that rye because amets gave it the uh thumbs up so stick with the rye from west yeah get that double rye don't get the prairie bourbon uh is what we're learning i wonder kind of what else they've got i'd be curious uh and it sounds like you know i i gave the double rye i put it on smooth train but i had to think about it for a second um and you definitely had to think about your boot for a bit uh so it's tough. I, I feel like this is the hardest part of our job and the it most is. that we uh, we give back to the people of this really is thinking about uh, what's smooth and what gets the boot. 
drinking these whiskeys is really a labor of love is what you're saying and i agree with you and i think i'm going to get that third high west that i i'm almost positive i saw not a rye or bourbon but a third type for Benny's, and i will get that so that we can have a full picture do it uh it can be like the uh it'd be interesting to see where exactly that lands because this this distillery is sometimes it's smooth train sometimes it's boot train it's like the third game of a three-game series. We're going to find out. Exactly. Uh, there are few, very few sports that have a three-game series. Yeah. Cricket? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything about cricket. cricket so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go hard and say cricket has all, only three-game series. Yeah, I think most of the WNBA playoffs, I, I don't know if that's still the case, but I think most of the WNBA playoffs are three-game series. Is there... Does, Baseball open with a three-game series now or something weird? Well, baseball just has three-game yeah, series throughout wild. the season. Yeah. But the wild card game is just one game, right? Right. I don't know okay. how baseball's playoffs works anymore. I've, com- I've completely lost touch with what they're doing. Yeah. and uh, But we enough. We have to tackle the, the real issue of the day, which is sharks. It's sharks. Uh, sharks sharks are an NHL team, but it doesn't matter. We're talking about sharks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're talking about the top five species of sharks. I think a few of the things on my list are technically not species. They're like families. I, we're not going to get into the semantics of that. We're not scientists over here. Um, but we are talking about top five sharks. So I, I think, should we just get into it? Yeah, let's go. All I right. want to talk about sharks. We're, yeah, we're going to hit it head on. These are our top five sharks. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, your number five shark. I, I believe I mentioned this in the in the lead-in, but I, I pretty much went straight with, like, what are the coolest-looking sharks? And so my number five is the short fin Mako. I think that's how you pronounce it. Ooh. Shark. What do you like about the short fin? I mean, outside of the way it looks. I, I like how it looks. I like the name Mako. I think that's a cool name for a shark. I think that because I was picking based on looks, I ended up with uh, a couple other ones that I really liked their name. And then I realized, oh, I picked those because of the name. So they became honorable, honorable mentions. So the shark and Mako was almost like a five by default. That, that makes sense. I, what I found in putting together this list is there's a lot of sharks with other animal names in their name. Yeah. There is. I don't know why that is. I know. That's pretty weird. What's going on, marine biologists? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of lazy, right? Yeah. It's like this animal looks like another animal. Just call it the combination of the two. Right. All right. My number five is the saw shark. That's a great that sounds like a Mega Man villain. It does. Uh they're really cool, like saw noses. Um they kind of make me think that they're a little bit like the, the uh, manatee equivalent of sharks. They're not quite. Uh, I, I would have put this animal, this shark higher based on looks, but they're not very big sharks. They, there's a few different species of them. None of them get more than like three or four feet, um, but they just have like that really cool, uh, just, just it looks, honestly, their teeth, around this thing look like a like a chainsaw pretty much uh, that's so, amazing and it's a, a really great name too yeah very fitting so that's why it's got to be my number five the saw shark all right what's your number four 
My number four is the Oceanic White Tip. Ooh. I really like the Oceanic White Tip because it has white tips on all of its fins. And sometimes a name is really appropriate. And in this case, it is. And it's the Oceanic White Tip. <laughs> I honestly think that I that was the consideration I gave it, which was, I know I've seen this one before. I'm going to Google it. It looked exactly like what I wanted. And I was like, yes, that's going on my list. <laughs> I feel like the oceanic white tip has just a classic shark look. It does. Yeah. I, uh, no, I agree with that. It didn't make my list, but I think that's a, a great pick. I think if the Martians come to visit and they're looking for sharks, there's a few more that we'll talk about. I'm sure that they'll get to, but if they saw an oceanic white tip, they'd be like, good job humans. You named that accurately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't destroy your planet today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. My number four, speaking of accurate names for a shark, the hammerhead shark oh yeah man what a cool shark I don't, there's not a lot i have to say about this other than i purposefully did so little research on this that i didn't even want to figure out why the hell their head is shaped like that or what the practical use of it even is but what a crazy ass head shape i know i'm gonna have more to say about it but i i, I largely just completely agree with what you said about it also, what I love about the hammerhead is they're like not obscure sharks either. And they live like kind of everywhere. Yeah. But they're weird as shit looking. They're awesome. Completely agree. Uh, all right. What's your number three? My number three, speaking of sharks with other animals names, it's the tiger shark. Ooh. Yeah. Tiger sharks. I feel like when you hear of human attacks, a lot of times it's tiger sharks. Are there any other animals that have two cooler animals in their name than tiger shark? Ooh, that is a great question. Uh, I'm going to have to think about that a little bit more. While you say, think about it, I would say while you mountain think about lion, it, right? But oh yeah, mountain lion, not an animal. Well, mountain's not an animal, no, but it is cool. Yes. So I, I like that. I was thinking of uh, a bad joke, like um, about like an ant eater which is not also not two animals because eater is neither a mountain nor an animal but, but it's an activity it's an activity it's, i guess it's a description <laughs> i don't know it's a description it doesn't matter i was going to tell you that tiger sharks are second only to the great white and great white and recorded fatal attacks on humans <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i love that that's i also did not do research because i've mentioned them too many times now that i'm just talking about how cool these look but i decided to look it up and that's something that's interesting about tiger sharks yeah i i feel like it, it interesting to see the great whites are number one obviously that makes sense in terms of human attacks but yeah i always do feel like if it's not a great white it seems like it's a tiger shark and Ooh, i also have be messing with people I have two more awesome facts I just found. One is it has a reputation as a garbage eater because it eats a lot of things that man makes that <laughs> linger in its stomach. And it's an apex predator, but sometimes killer whales can eat them. Ooh. Um, that, like, it speaks volumes for killer whales. I still am glad I had them so high on my list, but killer whales are crazy. I Even agree. Tiger sharks. They're like, I'll eat an anteater, a mountain lion, or a tiger shark. They don't care. Mm -mm. Oh, here's an animal. A bulldog. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Yeah. And bulldogs are cool looking. I think you win with that. I think that's the only thing cooler than a tiger shark. 
Uh, bulldogs, I feel like, are one of those animals that are bred in such a way that's like they should not have been bred that way because they sound like they can't even really breathe. That, they that can't do bugs. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number three is the Greenland shark. What is so cool about this shark? One, very little is known about it. Other than this, they estimate that the Greenland shark's lifespan is the longest of all vertebrate species, somewhere between 300 and 500 years. What? Fucking crazy or what? That sounds wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they really attack much. They're around icy waters. Um, they're, they're not small at all. They can get up to 24 feet long, uh, but they're just, they are around for a while. They, the images that I've seen, they look like sharks that are three to 500 years old. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, they're, they're, I think, incredible that they can live that long, especially compared to other sharks. I know like generally spark sharks are a really old species and they've been on the planet for a long time, but other species of sharks I've seen are like, yeah, they live 20 to 40 years or 30 to 50 years, 300 to 500 years. One of the many things I've learned from uh, the movie D2, the Mighty Ducks is that Greenland is full of ice. And Iceland is very nice. So I know that if it's a Greenland shark, it's going to be comfortable in ice and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I think it probably maybe survives longer because it's in just like chilly, chilly waters. It's moving slower. And because it's so old, it's like doing a lot of crossword puzzles. Definitely. All right. What's your number two? My number two is the aforementioned hammerhead. Nice. I love the hammerhead shark. I mean, what is crazier about nature than the fact that there's a hammerhead shark? Nothing. It it might be the craziest thing. Maybe a seahorse. Yeah. That's also another two animal named animal. (laughs) Um, I love the fact that it, its head looks like a hammer and then we were like, oh yeah, let's call it a hammerhead because usually what you find is that the most obvious thing is not taken. And I like the fact that we did that. Um, the hammerhead sharks usually swim in schools and then they become solitary hunters at night, which is interesting to me. And they are all over the place, probably because no matter where they are in the world, other animals see them and go, what is going on with your head? Um, which is yet again, another fact that I love about hammerhead sharks. I just hope that like evolutionary wise, we, somebody knows why their heads are shaped that way, but I want us to never learn the, that. We'll never find out. I refuse to look, I'm on the Wikipedia page for hammerhead sharks. I'll not look at why they're nope. that. just going to look at that first paragraph and not learn anything else. That's right. That's That's the American way. That is great pick. Uh, My number two is the great white shark had to be on the list. Double dip. Double dip. The fiercest shark out there. Huge strikes fear into people's hearts can be as big as, I don't know, 30 feet. I might actually be making that up. Um, Usually not quite that big, but just what a species. If ever you are in the ocean 
and scared, it is because of the the fear that you could have at any point that a great white shark would be there. They put great in the name because it's so great. Yeah. And they, uh, not that we would go swimming around here because it's freezing, but they're around the Bay Area. Really? Yeah. They like, uh, well, I don't know if they like them in general, but they do like slightly colder waters than I think some other sharks. Mm. Yeah. That's why you'll sometimes actually see them all the way up into like New England too. Uh, like the idea of Jaws terrifying a New England beach is not that improbable. Right. And the mayor being a useless um, public servant who just cares about money and tourism and wants yeah, to that, sacrifice his citizens' lives. That part's not improbable at all. That's likely. <laughs> I love the Great White. That's why it's my number one, so I got to talk about it a little bit. I just, if you're going to make a list of sharks, I know what your number one's going to be. It's an awesome shark. It's an honorable mention for me. It's really cool. It's a hip-hop duo that's great. But the great white shark, I mean, it's great. It's white. It's a shark. It's the great white shark. What else can yeah. you say? This is the only other one that the Martians would be less surprised by than the fact that we uh, named it a great white shark. So Yeah, the Martians would come down and say, well, you named this one shark correctly. And upon seeing the great white shark, we are going back to Mars because that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that our Martian rays cannot handle is a great white yeah, shark. Yeah, they'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> We're not doing it. Um, great white sharks are awesome and scary. Uh, Maggie and I were swimming in Hawaii. It was actually my first time ever wearing flippers. And we had little snorkel devices and we were looking at little fish and stuff. And she complained that I was swimming too slowly, but what I was really doing was canvassing the scene for great white sharks and trying to keep us safe. I get no thanks for that activity. Revisionist history. Oh, she says it's revisionist history. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Live editing on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but great white sharks, definitely awesome. Uh, of course, my number one, you already alluded to it, but to the folks at home that might not know, uh, my number one is definitely the whale shark. I said it on an episode about whales that should this come up, should a sharks episode come up, it was definitely going to be my number one. I can't even hide it. Uh, whale sharks are just amazing. They're the biggest shark out there. They're probably the least fierce shark out there, uh, but I don't care. I, I, I even saw a photo of, I think there was like a diver taking a photo inside the whale shark's mouth. And I was like, come on, buddy, just eat them. At that point, just eat them. But they're cool and huge. I've got to see them at uh, an aquarium before. I uh, like insisted that we go to an aquarium just to see because I knew they had a whale shark. And they're just massive. They have these really cool like spots that are like perfectly in line on the shark too and distributed. Um, and they're just, I think also what I really like about them is you grow up knowing what a great white shark is. Like everybody does. You either see jaws or you just hear about them from your friends in school, from kindergarten and on. But a whale shark, I had never even heard of until I was in college. And I learned what a great, uh, what a whale shark was from 
a Snapple cap. And all it said was, the biggest fish in the sea or something along those lines is the whale shark. And I was like, the what? <laughs> and then so I went to Google or whatever I was using at the time just to start doing research on it. And from that point on, uh, my I would not say obsession, but uh, my love of the whale shark has been constant. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I know what a whale shark is because of you. So you pass that knowledge on to somebody else and I will pass it on to somebody once society reopens i'm going to tell the next person i'm randomly sitting next to about a whale shark so exactly um all right you have any honorable mentions for sharks i do i have whale shark on my honorable mentions um i also have nurse shark because i like the fact that it's called the nurse shark (laughs) and then the last one which almost made it on my list because of how awesome this name is and the name is so awesome that i think if we ever make a hip-hop duo that's not it's different enough that we can't just do it under the whiskey sessions. We have to have a new name. Mm-hmm. I propose this name, Silky Shark. Silky Shark. Oh, I like. <laughs> yeah, that. if we ever I do like that. a smooth jazz uh, <laughs> version of our hip hop duo, we should call it Silky Shark. I think we should. Can you learn like saxophone or something? Yeah, why not? Okay, it doesn't have to be good, but just no. Like, I can figure it out. I'll play some like sloppy piano. We'll get the saxophone going and we'll be silky shark silky shark it's 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 such a good name that we will sell five hundred thousand records without trying oh yeah and then when we do try we'll sell five million yeah definitely so watch out yeah um all right yeah my honorable mentions i had tiger shark in there uh i had the bull shark so i think that the trio of tiger shark sharks and great white sharks are responsible for the most human uh casualties uh and then the other one i added was the basking shark which really just missed my list because it's a pretty cool shark i think it's the second biggest shark but it's in a similar vein to the whale shark as in it's really non-threatening but i couldn't have it on the list because the whale shark is so awesome that any shark that's even similar to the whale shark can't be in the vicinity it got boxed out it got boxed out of your list yeah exactly um but yeah if you've got some sharks that we forgot about we should have mentioned go ahead let us know on our twitter feed that's at whiskey sessions or at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and we'll read your email on a future episode but we got to get to your emails now these are your emails you sent us emails to read All right, I've got an email that reads, gentlemen, how could you possibly forget about the most chicago of Chicago chains uh, for your list? That is Giordano's. I will hear no other number ones. Uh, I meant to read that whole thing with a Chicago accent or a fake Chicago accent, but this is from Ryan in Mount Greenwood, Chicago, Illinois. Mount Greenwood, woof. Um, I... Is this Derek Rose in disguise because he was the Giordano spokesperson? I don't know. I just like, I mean, Giordano's is fine. I just, I don't, I can't accept it as the number one pizza chain. No, I agree. I think you made, I think you made the correct case against Giordano's that I subscribe to. Yeah, and I will stand by it. Uh, what else we got in the old email inbox? 
Dear Whiskey Sessions, how do you decide which whiskeys you will review on each episode? Are they sent to you by distilleries hoping for the widespread exposure that only you can provide? Do you buy them? From George in Bend, Oregon. Great question. Bend, Oregon's a cool place, too. You know, it's funny, like, I have accidentally missed a couple of emails where people probably would have sent us <laughs> whiskeys. I need to be more on top of that because I would love to be sent free whiskeys. So to distillers out there, if you want to send us whiskeys, go right ahead. Uh, usually we buy it, though, because we are of the people. Yes, correct. We're, particip we're participants in the market. We're not just uh, sitting in our high and mighty chairs drinking whiskey. No, I mean, who would we be if we were lovers of whiskey, but not actually contributing to the whiskey economy? We'd be more rich. Definitely. And one could make the argument that even if the whiskey was free for us, we are contributing to the whiskey economy by just having this podcast and putting whiskeys on the smooth train. So I'm fine with us getting more free whiskeys, I think, in retrospect. I am too, and I will say, um, not to uh, pick favorites, but I am a much less critical. So if you really want somebody to give a positive <laughs> review to your whiskey, you should send it to me. Much less. Uh, although, I've got to say, these last two episodes have been a little flip of the script. I yeah. gave the High West Whiskey the smooth train. You put it you put it on the boot. I put it on the boot. Things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to be going forward. But yeah, for the distillers out there, whether you're large or small, uh, we definitely will try them all. Uh, and I think High West probably has me on their boot list because I booted one of their whiskeys. So. Without a doubt. I don't think they'll let you in the state of Utah. No. I have already have been banned, but I'm definitely yeah. not getting it now. <laughs> this is not the first time you shit on that state. I've, yeah, Utah does not like me. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Uh, until next time, you can send us an email at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. You can send us a whiskey. Uh, send us an email there, and we'll tell you where to send that damn whiskey. And then we'll review it on the show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, until next time, this is uh, another great episode. I'm, I'm glad we're past this controversy of sharks. I know people are like furiously writing in now to tell us how they think our opinions are wrong. I don't think they are. Uh, but you know, we'll deal with that as it comes. We'll go on to less controversial things going forward. Top five types of algae. Exactly. Don't even get the algae scientists started on that, though. Well, I know algae Twitter is like a really, a really aggressive part of Twitter. So, yeah. Have you seen that algae Reddit thread? Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, talk about talk, sharks. Talk about shark. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Beepin, got any words of wisdom to leave our wonderful listeners with? Uh, send us your whiskeys. Yes, please. Send us your whiskeys. We will drink them. Um, until next time, this is Amen saying peace out. And Beepin, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>